0: going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the down to business podcast here with tamar turner and i'm sitting alongside a a very very great friend of mine almost like a brother basically a family to me we both grew up together played baseball from a very young age then went on to play football went on to actually go to the same high school he transferred over he he couldn't stop thinking about me couldn't stop (laughs) wanting to be with me so (laughs) came over to do that and then he went on to get a a full scholarship to Syracuse, and now he's actually on the Indianapolis Colts where he does his thing as the linebacker there. So, But really just aside from the NFL aside, what he has done since then, he's really got some good things going on, really has a great mission in which he wants to give back not only to the Philadelphia community but the the worldwide community. So I would like everybody just to give a warm welcome or a warm listen to my boy Zaire Franklin Zaire. So how you doing today? Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you from, what you got going on? Uh,
1: Appreciate you having me. You know, like you said, you know, basically grew up together I'm from Philly. I mean, raised in North Philly, like twenty thirty and said, moved uptown when I was in like middle school or so. You know, just you know, we came with very similar backgrounds, man. You we basically like raised together. For sure. You know, just, you know, coming up. I don't know, just, you know, always got it out the mud and, you know, just kinda of watching each other grind throughout all these years and, you know, uh we just kind of always been on similar paths. So I guess I mean i guess that's all I really could say about it
0: okay for sure that's <laughs> a good intro definitely like you said I think I spoke a lot of it up for you and uh, we know each other uh very well so moving on today so we're here to talk about Shalisa's angels so can you actually just tell us um just a little bit about the organization a little bit about what you have going on kind of how you established it and um, what you would like to do with it moving forward oh uh,
1: yeah so Shalisa's angels I guess to touch a little bit more on my background um you know I, I was raised in a single parent home i guess single parent home with just my mother um, and my grandmother and um both of them uh, my mom passed away F- february my junior year of high school and then my grandmother passed away in april of that same year so as guess uh angel is just a non-profit organization um that i created to in um, their honor. Um, I feel like the the whole reasoning behind Chalice's Angels was mainly because, you know, I always felt that, you know, even though I, I grew up, you know, I grew up with, you know, maybe without that father figure in the house, um, it was the women in my life who I felt like really took care of me and made sure I was always on the straight path and, you know, kinda look after me and helped me be successful. They instilled these values in me, you know, throughout my whole life and I feel like, uh as you know, not just as professional athletes, but too many times, you know, um, I feel like when, you know, guys or people, you know, become successful out of a hard uh, living situation, you know, it's, it's very easy to give back to, you know, the young, young males like you because they need our help, you know, a ton. You know, there's so many things going on in the world that they definitely need a helping hand, you know, as we, you know, continue to ascend. But I also look back and I kind of feel like the girls kind of sometimes get overlooked. So Shalisa's Angels is kind of my way and my oldest kind of paying, you know, respect through my mom and my grandma and just kind of reaching back and trying to help young minority women, um, you know, who are in the same situation, similar situation where I I grew up in, you know, not really having much and just kind of just doing my part to kind of help um, help them, you know make their lives a little bit easier, help them reach their goals somewhere. That's that's kind of the genesis of where it started. Gotcha.
0: Okay. And definitely some, as someone who also uh, lost their mother in 2011, I can definitely um, agree with that sentiment and I understand what you're doing. And like you said, it's really hard, especially to grow up in Philadelphia and just watch um everything that we went through, whether it be the public school system, whether it be our friends being in and out of the streets, whether it be losing people, whether it be watching your your closest friend or a homie of yours get locked up or something like that, and watch their whole life switch around. So a lot of times for us, it it was the sports that kind of kept us on track. It was the education. It was your mother, your grandmother were like parents to me. Mm-hmm. So it, and vice versa with my mom to you. So it was just like we all kind of kept each other on that track. All kind of kept each other moving straight forward. So okay, you actually answered one of my questions about um who this organization kind of targets. So you said the minority women. So with this, is there a certain kind of protocol that you do as to as far as like who you choose when it comes to the women that you want to give back to or do you like reach out to different schools or do you know like different groups tackle your communities how does that work for you well actually so at was in somewhat of a transition period uh so originally
1: you know when I first got drafted spring of 2018 you know I immediately I'm like all right man I want to do something I want to give back to the kids you know I already had a strong community service ties you know just through my work through Omega SciFi when I was at Syracuse, you know, rude to the bros. But, um, I, I so I, I wanted to do something like that. And, and it's, at Syracuse, uh, we have, uh, like a staple event, um, where we give book bags full of like school supplies and stuff, uh, to school, So I started there and I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. I'm gonna find a school, you know, and try to help out. But, you know, when I get when you get to talking to the principals and they and, the, you know, the uh, faculty at these schools in Philly, you find out just basically there's a lot, a lot of different problems that they they're faced with and a lot of different things are that's going on with them. So the first thing I did before my rookie year even started through, I, I found out about It's a school right off of area Middle School. You know, extremely impoverished population as far as Ooh. students go. Very high number of homeless kids go to the school. I got school uniforms, and I partnered through French Toast, which was a a company that I wore going to school. Mm-hmm. I used to wear French oh, Toast clothes, yeah. clothes, white shirt, blue pants. Yeah. and I actually ended up talking to the CEO and like the vice president of this company, and they were just and they're uh, you know shout out to French Toast. They're a company that's extremely driven, and their whole mission is, uh, you know, help, you know, the, you know, the less fortunate, um, basically, and their whole goal, you know, you sometimes you meet the execs of these companies, and you know, they're all very money driven, but these people are very people driven, I would say. And, um, you know, we end up building this bond, and I end up being able to do a similar event out in Indianapolis this past winter. Fast forward to Shalice's Angels, I was talking to one of my business partners, and he was kind of just, we were just going back and forth about, you know, who I am and the type of imprint i wanted to leave um you know on my the communities that i affected as a professional athlete and he just thought it would be a cool way to uh, a cool way to get back would be through C- salacious angels hence that's where the original idea was born gotcha. um so this past year i always kind of want to do something different so like this past year what i did was i went to my old middle school conwell middle school russell conwell middle school it's in the heart of uh kensington kensington allegheny we all know from philly you know, Kensington is at the heart and dead center of the opioid crisis. Mm -hmm. And just even going down there at any times of the day is extremely frightening for, for anybody, any from any, for anybody from any part of the city. But so what I did was I got a group of young girls, um, through this program, uh, called after school, all stars. Um, it's just basically a program for, you know, people like kids who go to these middle school who just, you know, looking for a different program, different things to kind of get involved with at the school, after class, and um, I got I had the girls all submit uh, video um, submissions, basically about why they should be chosen. Mm-hmm. And I chose I think either six or seven girls, mm-hmm. and we took a day trip to New York City, where we went to the Google headquarters in New York City, got a private tour of the whole the whole facility, um, and we had a a private board of minority women within Google. And they were just basically could shoot them questions. They kind of imparted their wisdom on them, and these are like eighth and ninth grade girls. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, like the it was for them, but I feel like I got the most out of that uh, little panel that we put together. Mm -hmm. Like we met some extraordinary women, like who who extremely powerful, extremely like inspiring and ambitious. And I thought just for them to be able to see those type of things, like I guess the the the, uh, mantra behind. Um, Chili's is that how my mom and my grandma always forced us to try to see further than our environment, you know, further than just the football that was in front of us, or you know, the class that we were struggling with at the time. They wanted to see further. My mama always just say like, "You gonna be something? You gonna be something?" Right. So I just feel like it's important to show these kids, you know, who are from from the hood or from the ghetto, or whatever you want to call it, that there's the world is bigger than just Kensington, Allegheny. It's bigger than Ogans. Like, there's there's a whole world out there, and you can. Become a millionaire doing everything that you want to do. So that was just like an extremely powerful event. Right now, I'm trying to. I'm in the middle of trying to figure out what I want to do for 2020. That was kind of my 2019 thing. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember the question. But so would you say well, now you definitely answered the question
0: <laughs> much more? So it's actually. Um, touched on a couple of good points that I had and was going to make. So I know you just said that that was kind of your, your 2019 thing, which you mm-hmm. did for them. So looking forward to 2020, you're looking to gear up, looking to do something different. So is this something where you're, you want to do kind of one major event a year? Or are you just trying to, to give back by any means necessary? I know you said that y'all are kind of in this transition period. So do you have anything kind of, like, do you have like a set like goal for yourself or like a set deadline while you by when you want to have stuff done or when you want to do it or at any moment when you see any opportunity whether it be in the off season, whether it be on a bye week you're just going to try to do what you can while you can
1: oh uh, man that's a great question um, so it's really just trying to be efficient with my time you know in the NFL uh, what a lot of people don't understand as a professional athlete you know from July to whenever the season ends you know some people's season just ended on Saturday right. or if your season ended at the end of the year December 31st you are ultra busy. I'm talking, I'm in a facility from 6 a.m. to probably 7.30 at night every every day, um, whether that's rehab, studying, you know, it's a whole bunch of stuff. But when the seasons ends, you basically have from January to April to go wherever you want, do wherever you want. You basically just have to show up in shape you know, and ready to play. So the off season is so much free time and the in season is so little free time. Kind of just got to maximize what's going on. So I say a lot to say is just right now, I'm just in a planning stage right now, you know, meeting with the principals, talking to, you know, the school, trying to get in contact with the school district and try to figure out what's my plan of attack, you know, what's the best way to get these ideas down. You know, I just actually met with a bunch of students at Conwell mm-hmm. and I met with basically their student council to an extent, or just, just a group of kids, you know, who are very uh, well involved in the different things they have going on there and very motivated. And I met with them and I asked them, I'm like, well, what do you guys need? Cause I, I, I'm almost stumped. So I mm-hmm. asked them like, what could I do to help you guys basically? And man, they hit me with so many great ideas okay. and stuff I didn't even think about. So Shalisa's Angels to an extent is starting to lean a little towards, you know, cause that was my middle school I'm always going to take care of them because I feel like, you know, Conwell has such a major impact on my life. So I'm always going to take care of them. But I think, you know, to kind of take a little bit of your idea, which you told me the other day, um, it's just a little bit more. So, you know, Tamara told me just basically, you know, you, you don't have to have, you know, one set thing. It could be, you know, just based off the time of the year thing. So I'm right. thinking about just having, making sure Lisa's and angels a thing where we just have staple events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And you know we basically hit them with a couple of variations, but just trying to look for—I guess I'm—I'm I'm in a search of a identity. I guess at this okay. point right
0: now. And I think that I think that that's important. One, you made two great points there. One that. Um, you talk to the children, you talk to the kids, you found out what they wanted. A lot of times I feel as though some people may try to make, some people have, everybody has a mission or everybody kind of has maybe like a purpose coming into some or wanting to help. But sometimes, especially with the kids growing up, with the youth today, with the condition of our society, specifically Philadelphia as a, a neighborhood and a community, we need help in all areas. And like you said, they, they hit you with stuff that you would have never even thought of. Like mm-hmm. you, like you said, being in your own world, being in your own community, wouldn't have thought that they might have needed this. So I feel like that's important because sometimes help can come in all forms and variations, but how beneficial it is can really be up to the person mm. who is being helped. And then two, you just talked about how you're you're developing into that identity. It's okay to not know what you want to do. And that comes with anything in business, whether it be a nonprofit organization, whether it be DJing, as we talked about before, a cosmetic company to not know what you may want to do right then and there. Mm-hmm. But you you build off of that. You go through the trials, you go through the tribulations, you see what worked, what didn't work, what got positive feedback, what you might want to switch up a little bit next time. So, okay, so I, I definitely agree with that. And I appreciate the shout out. Thank you for yeah. letting me know, you know. It's about so, yeah, I knew you was going to yeah. say something. I so <laughs> yeah, me and Zaire are very similar just because I haven't um, I haven't told many people this, but I'm also very interested in starting my own nonprofit um, organization called Future, mm-hmm. uh, Forever Uplift and Transform transforming and unifying resilient environments, kind of Mm -hmm. very similar to, like I said, growing up in Philadelphia, you see a lot of times that public schools specifically need help. I went to school with a lot of people who may not necessarily be in school right now, may Mm -hmm. not have necessarily even made it as far as we have made it to get to Mm -hmm. college, to even get to high school, to play Mm -hmm. those sports, to continue their education. So I really think that education is a staple. It's not always about sports, no knock to the professional athletes doing their thing out there for sure. And it's not always about music, no knocks to the artists and everybody exploring identities that way. But education can definitely be a powerful tool in all forms. So moving forward with that now, would you say that as an athlete, as someone who kind of made it professionally, you felt like you had an obligation to do something or was this something that, like you said, growing up, hearing that message from your mom, hearing that message from your grandmom, you knew, look, I'm going to give back to my community one way or another. I know a lot of people kind of identify with Philly differently. We feel like it molded us. We made it, like you said, got it out the mud, got it out the trenches. So what was your kind of take on that? Was this something you always wanted to do or was this something that you kind of started to develop more as you got more resources?
1: Well, I definitely feel like, like you said, as part of Philly, like growing up with my mom and my grandmom, it was always something like I always wish. You know, when you grow up as a little kid, you hear about all these NFL athletes. So oh, we got, you know, the Eagles all around, but like you never see them. Right. You know, you don't, You don't, I mean, that's no knock to the Eagles, but For it's sure. just because I, I could tell just from being a, a professional athlete in Indianapolis, you know, I don't really... Go out that much, you know. I'm kind of stick to myself, and right. I, I move like the breeze. You, you probably would never catch me, or a lot of my other teammates. So, I think it's just important for you know. I think it's just kind of back to what you what we were just talking about, just with the kids as professional athlete. I just felt like when it comes to giving back, I just think it's so important for them to see you, like for them to be able to feel like, to be able to touch you like, oh, like you're not make-believe. Like, mm-hmm. right. like that's a attainable goal. I could, I could physically reach out and touch Zaire. I could touch Tamar. And these are guys that are from the exact same place I'm from. They are from the same struggles and, you know, they made it and they're doing what they love to do and, you know, and make a lot of money and just been. they have that freedom that I, I long to have when I get to their age and, um, so it was definitely something I, f- I personally felt obligated to. I think that feeling came from my mom and my grandma, um, for sure. Just, you know, they always just instilled in me, you know, that, that empathy and just always, you know, wanting to help somebody out in a situation that may be worse than you. But also, too, just from my fraternity, I felt like, you know, Omega Sci Phi had a major, uh, yeah, once again, root to the breast, but <laughs> I had a major influence for me, you know, when I was in college. You know, I always felt like I wanted to, you know, be involved in the community service, but, you know... Just one of our, um, you know, founded, founded principles and mottos is, you know, lift as you climb. And I think that's just so heavy. That's such a heavy statement to me. You know, just like the, no, no matter how high you get, you have to pull somebody up with you. And I think that's so important for, you know, us black folk and, you know, African-Americans in this country to just look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter. And I think if everybody, you know, just kind of turn around and kind of just help pull up somebody, you know, who as they, as they go and then they, uh, pay it forward. Um, you know, who, where will we be as a people? And I just, you know, I just think more so what you were saying before I was going to say something you said before, I think, uh, as professional athletes, um, and this is another main part about Chalice's angels. Uh, and I, I touched on it a little before on Twitter before, but, you know, I just always, I feel very passionate that about like professional athletes especially black men dealing with other young black men or black kids and stuff that to push them and not, not push them, but just show them that the world is bigger than sports. Okay. I think that's like a huge thing, you know, that's, and that was really kind of the basis of Chalice's angels. Always wanted to touch the kids in a way that really had nothing to do with football, you know, show them like, okay, yeah, football gave me these opportunities, but you could be bigger, better than me. And doing exactly what you love and um you know i think it's just sometimes i think it's a little bit of a dangerous game that we play um you know just to kind of show young black men that all right you look like this is this is the way you make it out through football and you know don't get me wrong it's not wrong with football you know shout out to a lot of my boys who do tremendous football camps and like like my boy kenny moore he does a football camp in uh valdosta georgia it's a town he's from he calls it a day of love and it's like yeah Huge thing! It's a great event. My boy Darius Leonard, he does one in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's a great, a great event. I mean, he takes he take care of his whole city, you know. And it's just it those you know those just examples of guys who you know putting that their example there in the community and they're touching through football. But just for me personally, I've always wanted to just kind of show kids the different way. Like for example, like that's why I took them to Google. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to Google and you see, you know, people just playing on the computers. They playing. Dance Revolution. Oh yeah, and I remember the video. Yeah, yeah remember, they playing ping video. pong, and yeah. you you pull up in Google, you like, man, ain't nobody even working. I'm like, no, these people <laughs> are getting paid six <laughs> figures. Like they getting paid a lot of money to do this, and they just hanging out or just stuff like people don't. I think as kids, they don't really young black kids. You don't really think like, oh man, I love playing 2K all day. I can't play 2K. Like I can't play video games for a living. Yeah. Like now, esports that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you got we everybody always on Snapchat, always on Instagram. There's people making careers out of YouTube. You get what I'm saying. There's people making careers out of these things, and they, and I think a lot of that stuff is just based off of access and and vision. And you know, we got, if we if we as athletes or you know influencers of our communities could give access to you know the kids in our community and, and show them the vision of like, look, this this is something you can actually do. You know, we could transcend our entire community.
0: Sure. And I, I I really just think you you hit the nail on the head that you can really, when you find something that you love, it, it doesn't matter what we grow up knowing or to be the perfect, to be the... I remember when we used to grow up, the teacher used to ask all the time, what you want to be? And a lot of times, more times than not, you heard the firefighter, you heard the police officers, mm. the teachers, the athletes, but you can literally be whatever. You can be somebody who makes a living out of podcast, be somebody who makes exactly. a living off their nonprofit organization, find your love, find your passion, find your niche. You'll never work another day in your life. And I remember telling Whitney that, the lady who I... Brought on from my last episode, mm. w Cosmetics, and big shout out to her for getting that feature by Essence. Really, oh, yeah, shout, started, out shout out yeah, to it. Shout out to it. You find something that you love, and for her, it was cosmetology. And, and, I, and now look at
1: her. I think the big thing about that is too, because I remember when I, when I was in 10th grade, my grandmom asked me, She was like, What do you want to be when you grow up? And I thought to myself, I'm like, Man, well, I love football. Mm. Uh, I guess I'll be a teacher, not coach football. I told her, Teacher. Mm. And she like flipped out at me. <laughs> she was like, What? You want to be a teacher? And, you know, at the time when I was younger, I didn't understand what she was like. We just didn't, as I got older and I really think about that conversation, I just understand we didn't understand each other's perspectives. You got to think for my grandmother, my 10th grade year, I had just transferred to LaSalle, which is a private school uh, right outside of Philly. And at that time, it cost 15 grand a year to go to. (laughs) Are you telling. I was right there with you. (laughs) Yeah, 15 grand to go to. And at the time, like... You know, we—I had a, a a good scholarship, but we were still paying to go to school, and yeah. man, we were struggling. Like we yeah. was hurting bad, and then we were going through it just trying to get me to school and stuff. And you know, my my mom, my grandmother couldn't couldn't work. My mom, you know, my mom had been sick. Right. For you guys that don't know, my mom had been sick since I was in fifth grade. She was a disabled um, up until the time she passed, and you know, we have no income coming in and we paying for me to go to school. Right. And she, and from her perspective, she like, I'm struggling for you to be a teacher. Like, and that's nothing wrong with being a teacher. But I think from her perspective, she didn't understand. I could only aspire to be what I see. You get what I'm saying? Right. And like from, from where I'm from, where we was from, I mean, I didn't know no better. Like right. that was the only, a teacher, I could reach out and touch a teacher. You know, I had never, in my mind making this to the NFL was preposterous because I never seen nobody do it. You know what I'm saying? I never met somebody who did. I never had somebody who actually made it there and look at me like, "Oh no, you could do this. You could be better than me. You could reach that goal." And I think, like you said, it's just about what they see. Like we got to come back to the hood and and really be that vision for the for the kids, so to, they could so they could they could live and dream and be what they want to be.
0: Without a doubt. Now, if you could describe your vision for Shalice's Angels for the nonprofit for the impact that you want to have, whether it be on the young ladies, on the youth in general, in one word. What would you sum it up to be? In one word? Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: I would probably want it to be just inspiring. If I could really sum up my just my vision, I just I want to be able to to inspire, you know, our youth, I guess it's just a thing bigger. To go bigger, to go harder and just, you know, just create that next generation of leaders. You know, whether that's, you know, just Like, if I, like, that trip, if I, if one girl on that trip just got that spark Mm -hmm. and now they, she could see it, you know, and now she could, then my life is made, in my opinion. Like, if I could just influence one of them to just see beyond you know the addicts that are roaming their school the right around their schools at Kensington and Allegheny every day if I could inspire one of them young young boys that I saw when I went back to school and you know inspire him to want to work harder in class you know to, to be better than me in the NFL you know I had a I met with a young uh young guy Saturday in New York City my one of my uh my good college friend's uh, named Wayne Morgan, has mm-hmm. his own um, young mentorship kind of workout thing going on in uh, Brooklyn called Lights Out Athletics. And one of the young dudes was, to me was like, yeah, I'm going to see you in the league. When, I'm, I'm going to meet you in the league one day. <laughs> I'm like, that's heat. Like, yes, I, that's I love great. that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, come. Don't meet me there. Don't don't meet me there. Beat me to. Sure. You get sure. what I'm saying? Like, sure. be better than me. You get what I'm saying? And, like, if I could just inspire, you know, the,
0: the next group of leaders, I think that's that's all I really want. Most definitely, and I I love the vision. I and like we talk all the time offline about the just ideas that we have. How like I said, once I found out that you were starting, and you even told me, "Hey, look." Think about being on my board for a little mm-hmm. bit. Gets to get your feet wet a little bit to figure mm-hmm. out what you want to do. So, like I said, we're gonna politic. We're definitely going to um get up with each other. So I know you're not the the flashiest guy. You're not into all of the social media antics and everything like that. But for for the listeners out there, for people out there looking to whether it be get involved with Chalice's Angels, maybe they they know a school or know some some women who need your help or just want to get in contact. You just talk more about your vision. Where can they where can they find you? At? Where can they link up with you at?
1: Okay, so uh, I'm on. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is Ziggy Smalls underscore. Uh, <laughs> I had that since <laughs> high school. Ziggy Smalls. Out, yeah, my nickname Ziggy. That's what that's what people call me. And then on Instagram, it's Zaire Z A I R E uh, two underscores. You know, feel I me? Mean? Like I'll be on IG posting all my antics. My my fat puppy. <laughs> Creed, my <man> Creed. <laughs> my yeah, man my boy Creed. Creed so okay. yeah. Um but yeah, I mean that's like I said, like you said too. Also just to inspire other nonprofits. I'd like be wanting I'd be talking to my teammates all the time about stuff like this too. Just like different ways we can unpack our communities. Cause oh, like no. we got you got players. I got players on my team from all over, from yeah. Baton Rouge to Inglewood to Seattle to Texas, all all Fort Worth, you know what right. I'm saying? It's just like, man, like, imagine if all of us in our own individual pockets turned around. And that's just from Indianapolis. Right. We got 32 teams, right. you know what I'm
0: saying? Like, so imagine, you got to think that's just
1: one league, too. That's what I'm saying. So, like, imagine what that would be. Like, yeah. if we all just turned around and just, you know, and I'm not going to just say throw basketball and football to the side because we definitely got to be there. Like, I'm always there to mentor and push the young athletes, you know, because sure. that's a different type of grind and I want them to be ready for that. Right. But at the same time, we could just all turn around and we all inspire somebody from our different cities. Or when we got to, together and from the same city, like team up, you know, shout out to my boy, Will Parks. I know um, he plays for the Denver Broncos. He from went to Germantown. Mm-hmm. I know he does a lot for gun violence in the city. So, but it's just like we all could just team up and get together. It could just, it could be something crazy.
0: Most definitely. And I think not only from the... The impact side, and from what you talked about, from the different communities, but I just think as a, like you said, just supporting our people. Mm-hmm. Just I, I, I used to preach all the time on social media before I started the podcast. This is one of the sole reasons why I started this podcast, just because I say support is free. Mm-hmm. It costs free ninety nine to screenshot somebody's posting. It cost me $0 to retweet your recap video. Big Mm -hmm. shout out to Justin for that phenomenal Mm -hmm. video he put together and for following you along and getting those stories and that perspective. But supporting each other is really free. Yes, monetarily is always nice. You can help people develop from there and get things like that, but you may not always have it like that. You may Mm -hmm. not just be able to come out of your pocket and support, but, Word of mouth is powerful, especially mm. in today's society. Social media is the tool. So I don't even watch the news really anymore. I get everything from Twitter, that the trending page, the, nah, the, the top five. I get the top five from CNN sent to my phone every morning. Facts. The top five articles, I just watch everything. So I definitely think... Um, what you're doing is it's you, actually, you actually put me on that app. The
1: CNN <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. come on, now. You put me on the, the top five. Yeah. in the yeah. morning. Start right. you, your morning right. right. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, you so, got me yeah. right on that. So,
0: so big shout out to you. Big shout out to the Indianapolis Colts organization. Big shout out to Google, Chalice's Angels, everybody. And I really just kind of want to see this impact keep going because what y'all are doing is really monumental. Whether it starts in Philly, whether it starts in Indianapolis, Englewood, Baton Rouge, whatever you said, Georgia, wherever the case may be, there's always somebody out there that's, that's listening. There's always somebody out there. Like you said, aspire to inspire. Inspired. and mm-hmm. we are the. at one point people were saying we are the future and so mm-hmm. now we can say that about the generation below he's my little brother those generations before that so um big shout out to zaire today for sitting down with me for giving me some insight to shalice's angels and make sure y'all check out him i'm not gonna do too much promo for the cults i'm a giants fan but <laughs> you check out the cults uh next year check out my boy number 44 on the field thanks everybody once again for tuning in i appreciate all the support on the down to business podcast and catch us next time for a new episode